podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Andrew McCarr, IFL TV, in association with MTK Global, I'm here in Manchester ahead of the Huey versus Chris Huey Fury versus Chris Norad uh, fight on Saturday night. With me, I've got father and trainer of Huey, Peter Fury. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm good. You good? Good. Yeah. Well, we'll just take the press conference. This lovely venue. Uh, what do you th- what do you, you think of this? <laughs> oh, it's certainly different. Uh, yeah, it's a good venue. It's different for sure. Definitely. Let's talk about the fight itself before we touch on other things. Uh, Chris Norad, he's undefeated. Uh, he's putting that right, he's zero on the line against Huey. What's your thoughts on the fight itself? I think he, uh, he I think he's tough and he's durable. That's why we've got him. Um, don't know much about uh, the guy to be honest. He's coming uh, like you said, he's undefeated so he'll be coming and putting it on the line and doing his best. So um, we'll just have to see, but I don't know much about him at all. Huey's coming off a loss against uh, Pulev out in Bulgaria. I mean, it's well documented now that the, the eye injury, the cut, what was it, the second round? Second, yeah. Second round. How, how is that eye, how is that, that all that, the healing process gone and is it good to go? Yeah, it's gone very well. He's had a lot of uh, laser treatment on it. So, yeah, he's good to go. The skin's been thinned out, all the scar tissue's been took out. So he's had a, he's had a lot of treatment on it. And this is partly the reason why um, he's not boxed since then. To give it time to heal, and, uh, but the, the cut's fine. Everything's good. Read articles with yourself and you um, saying that if that cut never never happened, the, the outcome against Pulev would have been different. Um, do you believe it was the cut that caused the problems going into that fight? Or well, you've only got to look at the first couple of rounds. Mm-hmm. You know, he was getting into the swing of it, and then when the cut opened up, that was it. Everything went out the window for him. So. Well, the, the, like he's in the heavyweight division, obviously, clearly. It's a stacked division, but again, Huey's fought for two world titles now. Once again, Joseph Parker, many people, including yourself, thought he won the fight, or know he won the fight. Then he's went to Bulgaria to face Pulev, which not many people have done, and not many people wanted to do. Do you believe that Huey is done with domestic level now, and he's well, gunning for the, uh, the world title, maybe in European title? Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, this is a domestic fight when he's having t- uh, this Saturday, and I believe he's he's well beyond that. Yeah. Again, where does Huey sit? I mean, we've got the three top guys in the division. Everyone knows them: Joshua, Tyson, and Wilder. Then there's Dillian White and probably Joseph Parker's Bevetkins. Would you chuck Huey in there in that group with Bevetkins? And- he's right up there. You know, he's um, you know nobody mentions him because you know. For the for what's happened, especially in his last fight, but he's got he's, he's had things to work on and he's he's improved them, and I'm looking forward uh, to Saturday to see them improvements. You said they're going to see more improvements. You're saying it's I think I can't remember the article again. You said that you it's how he wins or was it Huey that said that it's not about if he wins it's how he wins so to speak. Have you been working on different things in the gym? We're working on a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think uh, he's he's took a big leap. In a lot of in a lot of uh, things, what I've seen wrong, so it's uh, it's all good. And believe me, it doesn't affect me. Look, this is a young kid. You know that's you know two losses for him means nothing. One, it's how you lose, uh, and secondly, you know for his age, look where he is. And he's not he's not been cherry picked and been guided 
like other fighters with soft touches, has he? No. You know, he's learned his trade properly. And look, when you're fighting people in the top division and you're still learning your trade, then, then things get exposed. You see where your limits are. And it's, for him, it's all about learning. We're not looking at a guy here who's 28, 29, 30. We're looking at a guy who's fought the best at just 23 and 24. You know, so he's, he's improving and his body's maturing, he's filling out all the time, he's hitting harder, you know. It all comes over time. There is no world champions gained overnight. And a lot of it is to do with age and maturity, especially in the heavyweights, because we all know heavyweights don't really mature until, you know, 26 plus. We just mentioned Hughie's age at 24. Is it a case of a couple more learning fights now? Or not, not so much learning fights, but... You said he's throwing out more good good opponents before he takes that title air fight for them on the world titles? Yeah, we've got this uh, we've got this fight here, you know, we're looking to get him out again as, as quick as possible. Um, so that's that's where it's at and he'll be in a he'll be in a top fight at the end of the year, possibly with somebody in the top five, at least in the top ten anyway. Would you visit the Pulev Park of rematches? Is it, are they on the we'd, we'd love to have them if we could get them. Over here, obviously, this is against Pulev. Yeah, we'd love to get Pulev <laughs> because, you know, we just uh, that's a fight we definitely want. Is that, is that something that the fight that you want is just because of the injury and you want to maybe right that wrong? Is it? Yeah, just like to set the record straight there, you know, because uh, I think Yui's definitely got the beat in with him seven days a week. Plus, the punches he's hitting Yui with had no effect to him, so he's not. Pulev's a good boxer. And Poole lives all right and he's awkward, but that's as far as it goes for, with us anyway, that's what we see. So a rematch would be fantastic. Oh, I would look forward to I that. I just don't see us getting it though, for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're talking about Huey, well, he's fought for two world titles, you've, you've spoke about him being there or thereabouts in that group below the three at the top. So I'm going to talk about the three at the top, if you don't mind, like the Wilder fight. Did you see that at the weekend in his knockout? And how would you approach a Wilder fight with Huey, if that makes if, if you understand? How would you approach that fight? Because everyone stands in front of him and gets knocked out, so... Well, for sure, you know, you can't stand in front of Wilder. Wilder will take you out. He's a big puncher. You know, anybody that thinks Wilder can't punch is silly and they don't know boxing. Mm. He's a massive puncher and he's gifted with it. So, he's got one punch power to take your lights out with. You know, especially if... He, if, he, if Look, if he connects clean, I don't care who you are, you're not getting up. Even when he skims past people, mm. you're lucky to get up. So, he can hit. That's his, that's his forte. But the same rule, Wilder's easily outboxed, you know, because of the style he's got. And he can't, you can't alter your DNA. Mm -hmm. So Wilder is a boxer's dream to be outboxed. But you've got to say switched on for 12 rounds. And 12 rounds is a long time not to get it clean. So it swings and roundabouts. So like I said, well, Wilder's a difficult fight for anybody. But like I said, Wilder, it is beatable, but he's got that one punch power which makes it very interesting. Definitely, well, again, another fight in the heavyweight division that's happened a week after Huey's fight is obviously Joshua versus Ruiz, Andy Ruiz. Again, it's well documented that not many people, when they look at Andy Ruiz, they think, oh, what's, look at that, he's just a, a mess, he's not aesthetically pleasing, but he can box. So what's your, your thoughts on that whole fight? I think Ruiz is a typical uh, Mexican fighter. Yeah. He can fight and he can box. You know, the guys, had a good amateur record you know look forget physiques yeah this is a this is the fight game mm. you know if he's fit look I think it helps in a certain fashion I think uh, Andy Ruiz Jr he could do better if he was trimmed down a, a fair bit more but certainly he's on a world level 
you know, take Luke, Andy Ruiz lightly, you're in serious trouble. But he goes at his own pace, and that could, that will be the undoing of Ruiz. He can't like go through the gears. You know, he, he's he's one pace. Yeah, yeah. He's got a good pace, and you've got to be on a world level to beat him. You know, he's just he's uh he, that's put it this way. He's a very good opponent. You see, Josh, nothing but a Joshua win though. Yeah, I just see him being um, too. Um, too physically in front in front of him, yeah. as far as the pace goes and stuff like that. But you look, listen, I've seen. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised with an upset because Andy Ruiz can fight. You know, not to be took lightly. But I just see Joshua just having too much in his uh, physical being for him because of mainly the condition, the, yeah, the yeah. weight and stuff. People talk about his fat for a big guy at that weight and that size, he has got fast hands. I mean, you can just YouTube and you'll see the speed of him against Joseph Park as well. They say he's got fast hands, but it's, it's the movement. Yeah. It's moving like, you can move at a slow pace or you can move at a quick pace, that'll be the difference. You know, moving around and stuff. You know, but basically, he has got fast hands and, uh, you know, I, I, I rate uh, Andy Ruiz Jr. I think he's a very, very good fighter. Well, you, you know the heavyweight division better than anyone, probably. <laughs> you, you, you've been in amongst it for the last I've got a good idea. Well, I've got a good idea. Definitely. Well, yeah. three at the top, obviously, your nephew Tyson, you've got Wilder and Joshua. Can you see, oh, obviously, Tyson's fought Wilder and all that sort of stuff. Uh, did you think, first of all, did you think Tyson won that fight against Wilder? And can you see them three getting amongst, fighting again, uh, against each other? Of course they will. They'll, they'll fight, won't they? Yeah, I think if the fight hadn't, it would have been anywhere else but his hometown, probably the decision would have been different. But look, you, when you're going overseas and you're fighting a defending champion, you know, you've got to win it emphatically. And, you know, that's just the way boxing is. You know, so um, the results are what it is. So 100%, they're in the mix, aren't they? So they'll face off each other sooner or later. What's it, what's it, is it promoters, networks in the way? What's making it so difficult? I mean, the fans have been waiting patiently for long enough, haven't they? <clears throat> you know, it's just uh, you know, it's, it's it's a you know, boxing is a business, and uh, as whatever the, I can't speak for their teams, whatever they decide to do, that's what the way they're going to go. You know, maybe they're building it up. I think uh, probably on the rising, I'd say probably Joshua Wilder probably next. You know, that fight's well overdue. It should happen. Definitely, I 100% agree with you on that. Away from the heavyweights, then. You've got another fighter on in your stable, Savannah Marshall. Yeah. Um, how's she looking, first of all? She's looking fantastic. Uh, she's a great talent. And I think it's uh, it's only a matter of when, not if, she's going to win a world title. You know, she's being guided right. She's getting the right kind of fights. Although this fight is like on short notice, this one. Mm -hmm. You know, the opponent is nothing special, to be honest. But it's another... Uh, She's durable and uh, she'll give us some rounds and um, we're looking to put her in, uh, I think in July and maybe she'll defend a WBA title, um, she'll have a few defences of that and towards the end of the year she'll be in a good fight, possibly a world title fight. I'll be remiss if I don't mention her name, Clarissa Shields. Um, it's well documented that the only loss she suffered is against Savannah. Um, the women's division, although it's taken off and it's, it's getting more, more exciting each and every fight, it's not a deep pool of talent. There's not many of the fighters around. So, no. is the Marshall versus Shields fight? Is that a more? Is that going to be an organic fight that's going to happen sooner rather than later? Or I think well, one thing to you're smiling. <laughs> no, one thing to be very certain of: amateur boxing and professional boxing is two different things. Mm -hmm. So, the win to me 
over shields in the amateurs means nothing because it is nothing. You know, I can name you an army of boxers that's done well in the amateurs, not made it in the pros. So that's, it's irrelevant. Maybe a personal thing to shields, but as far as uh, professional sport and boxing is concerned, to me, I hold no relevance over it whatsoever. But I would say that fight will happen. It's a fight that Savannah wants. She's looked at her style and, uh, you know, both of them believe they can basically beat each other, don't they? So it's a good match to happen. And I think it will happen. But for us, for Savannah, we're looking to probably get her a world title and then go into that as a unification fight. Because she is a, a weight above right now, Savannah, isn't she? Could, could she make the middleweight division? Well, she's boxing at middleweight and she's boxing at super middle. Right. So she's boxing at both weights. So I think this one here, this is at middle. She's weighing about 74 kilos for this. You know, but she can make 76, no problems. Like, she's, she's as tall as me, so it's not a problem. She's taller than me, which is... Uh, it's just scary. Yeah, she's she's a uh, big puncher as well. Because the finally prediction for Saturday night with Huey Fury against Norad, does it? Are we going to see a much different uh, Huey going into this fight? That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking for Huey to take his time, uh, relax, and uh, just let his boxing take control and let the quality. Look, we all know Huey can fight. And that's not an issue. So he just needs to really enjoy what he's doing and relax. And uh, and I believe he'll um, he'll put on a good performance. Uh, sorry, I'll, I'll, I did forget to ask one more thing. But do you think Hughes is above the sort of Joe jo Joyce's, Nathan Gorman's, and Dewar's at this stage? Or if a fight between one of them three came up, would you take it? Or is I he... think um, you know it just depends what the promoters want, mm -hmm. and um, you know what we decide as a team. You know, Hughes now six six years as a professional, and um, we're looking to get Hughes on the back on the world scene as quickly as possible. So. The, the good fights and people that's been around quite a while like you, they're the fights we're interested in. Not some more of the up and coming ones. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that some of the debate. That's why, you know, that's why we released the British title. Mm -hmm. you know, we're not really interested in it. So who, who then? Would it be like a Michael Hunter, a Pavetkin type fight? Or you mentioned the rematches, but are you other, any names or just anyone in the top 10? You know, any names. Look, the end of the year, I said before, you know, if Wilder's looking for an opponent and he can't get Joshua, you know, we'll take Wilder. You know, and uh, who else is there? Povetkin, we'll take Povetkin. Mm -hmm. September or November, whenever it, can, whenever it can be made. These are the type of fights he's looking at. Good stuff. Well, I think the press conference is about to start again. Pleasure seeing you again, Thank Peter, you. and uh, let's, uh, look forward to Saturday night. No Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.